0: This is such a strong example in the Bible. It is used over and over in the church. Numbers 13 And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, Get you up this way southward and go up into the mountain. God had prepared for them a place. In Acts 17, there's a scripture that says, God has prepared the place that each one of us are to live and the times we live there. I'm paraphrasing from the New International Version. It's not accidental that I live in Colorado Springs at this moment. God prepared it for me, prepared my heart, prepared the heart of Pam Paget, for I live in a bedroom in her house. As God was getting her ready, She had doubts. She said to God, what if Joan doesn't like the animals? I don't know how God resolved that with her, but she got all right about it. I love animals. But he prepared this land for me. There's a scripture which says, God doeth wondrous works for me. Pam had thought, Joan will never move to Colorado and leave Texas. But God was putting his desires into my heart and causing me to want to do this. When he's leading us, often that happens. You think it's your desire When we're children of God and following Him, He puts His desire into our heart. And then we have a desire to do this. We never even dream that it is God's desire for us. Moses said to the ones he sent to search out the land and see the land. What it is and the people that dwelleth therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many. And see what the land is. What's this land like that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad? What cities they be, whether they dwell in. Are they living in tents or in strongholds? And what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein, and be ye of good courage. Is God going to send you to some horrible place? I don't think so. God has always dealt with me better even than I would do for myself and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. So they went up and searched the land from the wilderness of Zin unto Rehob, as men come to Hamath. And they ascended by the south and came unto Hebron, where the children of Anak were, And they came unto the brook of Eshcol and cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes. That cluster of grapes was so big, it took two men to bear it upon a staff. And they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs. The place was called the brook Eshcol because of the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down from thence. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel and brought back word unto them and unto the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sent us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. And the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. These were giants. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites And the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. To take the land, they're going to have to drive these people out. But God is with them. This is God's project. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses. And said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. That's a faith person. He saw that God was giving it to them, and that's all that mattered. The size of the people didn't matter. The number of the people didn't matter, for God was with them. And same thing with you. If you work at a job, these may be worldly people where you're working, but God is with you. The God that created the heaven and earth, he can deal with those people. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. They've forgotten God, who made the heavens and the earth. Verse 32, And they brought up an evil report and gave it to the congregation, and they discouraged the congregation. And God brought great penalty upon those who discouraged the congregation. Numbers 14, and all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured, complained against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God that we had died in the wilderness. And wherefore hath the Lord brought us unto this land, to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey. Were it not better for us to return to Egypt? How fast people forget how bad it was where they were. What were they doing in Egypt? Pharaoh had commanded every male child be slain. This is pretty bad. They greatly rejoiced when they were delivered. But when the problems began to surface, they're saying, wouldn't it be better if we went back to Egypt? But God had brought them out of Egypt. Is it better to go where God takes you or where you used to live? And they said one to another, Let us make a captain and return unto Egypt. Moses and Aaron fell on their faces. Why? Because they saw the sin of the people. They knew God. They knew these people had done a great sin against God. And they spake unto the company of the children of Israel, saying, This is Joshua and Nun who spake to the children of Israel. The land which we pass through to search is an exceedingly good land. I tell you, the land God moved me to in Colorado is an exceedingly good land. I love the weather here. We have the mountains. We have some snow, which I enjoy. We have much cooler weather than than we had in Texas. It's hot in Texas. We don't have the dirt storms that we had in Texas. It's much better here for me, and the best thing of all, I'm not alone. I have a person who is of faith, and I live in her house, and we basically walk together in faith in projects. It's much better than being alone. Joshua and Caleb tried to talk sense into them. Really, it was too late. They had already disobeyed God. But Joshua and Caleb tried to save them. Verse 8, If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which floweth with milk and And honey, only rebel not against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. This is the whole point. If God is for you, who can be against you? Romans 8 Fear them not but all the congregation bade stone them with stones and the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before the children of Israel and the Lord said unto Moses how long will this people provoke me? And how long will it be ere they believe me? For all the signs which I have shown among them, and they still don't believe me, I will smite them with the pestilence and disinherit them and will make of thee a greater nation than they. And Moses said unto the Lord, Then the Egyptians shall hear of it, for thou brought this people up in thy might from among the Egyptians. And they will tell it to the inhabitants of the land, for they have heard that thou, Lord, art among this people, and that thou, Lord, art seen face to face, and that thy cloud standeth over them, and that thou goest before them, By daytime in a pillar of a cloud, and in a pillar of fire by night. Now, if thou kill all the people as one man, then the nations which have heard the fame of thee will speak, saying, Because the Lord was not able to bring this people into the land which he sware unto them. Therefore, he hath slain them in the wilderness. And now I beseech thee, says Moses, let the power of my Lord be great according as thou hast spoken, saying, The Lord is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression, and by no means clearing the guilty visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. Pardon, I beseech thee, the iniquity of this people according unto the greatness of thy mercy, and as thou hast forgiven this people from Egypt until now. And the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word. But truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have tempted me now these ten times, and have not hearkened to my voice surely they shall not see the land which i swear unto their fathers neither shall any of them that provoked me see it they couldn't enter in because of unbelief and the same thing can happen to us we believe god into the promised land, into the joys that he would provide for us on this present earth. But they doubted him. The circumstances looked like it couldn't happen. Jesus told Peter to come when Peter said, bid me come and I'll come to you out in the middle of the ocean. Peter started walking toward Jesus, walking on water. But then the waves became boisterous and Peter took his eyes off Jesus and what Jesus had said, and he began sinking. See, you can't take your eyes off God. You can't take them off what he has said you will sink and go down. But you too can walk on water if you have the word of God and are following that word of God. But if you look at the circumstances, you'll sink. This is very simple. This is what faith is. It's very simple. The minute you look at the world and what they're doing, you think. God said of them in verse 23, Surely they shall not see the land, which I swear unto their fathers. Neither shall any of them that provoked me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, And hath fully followed me. Him will I bring into the land wherein he went. And his seed shall possess it. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation? which murmur against me. Complain against me. I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel, which they murmur against me. Say unto them, As truly as I live, saith the Lord, As ye have spoken in mine ears, so will I do unto you. Your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness, and all that were numbered of you, according to your whole number, from twenty years old and upward, which have murmured against me. Doubtless ye shall not come, into the land concerning that which I swear to make you dwell therein, save Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun, because they followed God. Verse 31, God said, But your little ones, which you said, should be a prey, them I will bring in and they shall know the land which you have despised. But as for you, your carcasses, they shall fall in this wilderness. Here's the sentence against the disobedient. Your children shall wander in the wilderness forty Years and bear your whoredoms until your carcasses be wasted in this wilderness. After the number of days in which ye search the land, even forty days, each day for a year ye shall bear your iniquities, even forty years. And ye shall know my breach of promise. I the Lord have said, I will surely do it unto all this evil congregation that are gathered together against me in this wilderness. They shall be consumed, and there they shall die. And the men which Moses sent to search the land, who returned and made all the congregation to murmur against him by bringing up slander upon the land. Even those men did bring up the evil report upon the land, died by the plague before the Lord. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jehuni, which were of the men that went to search the land, lived still. And Moses told these sayings unto all the children of Israel, and the people mourned greatly. If God is for us, We can't fail. If God has given us something, he's not going to take it away. There's no shadow of turning with God. Look at James chapter 1, verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. God put me in Colorado Springs to live in the home of Pam Paget In 2022, September, Pam was diagnosed with a very aggressive cancer, bladder cancer. Her doctor said, if you don't have treatment, you will die within one to two years. This doctor, a cancer specialist, wanted to surgically remove Pam's bladder. This doctor said, after chemotherapy, we must remove your bladder. Pam didn't mind the chemotherapy, but she told God, if there's any other way for you to deal with this, please do. God brought to Pam's attention a statement from the Cancer Association saying that the use of radiation with chemotherapy may provide the same results as surgery with chemotherapy. Pam felt very strongly that was the answer for the other way. She took this proposal to the cancer doctor, who said, in your case, it won't work. It's not an ideal treatment. The five medical people in Pam's team, none of them felt it would work. Pam thought she'd heard from God. God was going to be in the picture with someone helping her. He had given her a dream that a man would be with her when she met with the doctors. And the man would help her. She proposed it to the doctors. One of the doctors said, are you a Christian? And she said, yes, I am. He said, do you have peace about this? And she said, yes, I do. And he said, well, I'm a Christian too. And I will set this up for you to have the radiation instead of the surgery. Pam had already started the chemotherapy treatments, which were different from the ones they used with radiation. But they stopped those treatments and switched to radiation. She completed the radiation treatments in January 2023. In April, she went to have tests to see the status of the cancer. The person giving the test, the doctor, prepared her just in case the cancer was still there. He said, well, now don't worry, because there is another way we can go about this. But then he started the test, and he shouted out, well, this looks great. In four months more, they gave her other tests and found the same thing. There was no cancer. Along the way I said to God, Now look James one seventeen, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of Lights, with whom there is no but variableness neither shadow of turning. You are not going to put me in Pam Paget's home and in let something kill her, and God didn't. Pam was totally healed of that cancer. Thank you for letting me share with you today